Welcome to our third session in our series, Refocus. We are so glad that you are joining us today. And, you know, in this series, we have been talking about the power of focus and that our focus really does determine our future. And we realize that sometimes our focus gets off track and we need to refocus to get our focus back on track. And so in our last session, we took time to look at the things that Jesus focused on because our focus as his followers should be on the things he focused on. And so we saw that Jesus focused on God and on people. That simply he, all of his focus were on those two things. And so that means that that's where we should be focusing. And so in our last session, we started talking about specifically how to keep our focus on God when there's so many things around us pulling for our attention. And we talked about one key to really help us do that. And that is by going to God first with everything that comes up in our lives throughout the course of each day. That will keep our focus on God. But today we're going to talk about another key that will help keep our focus on God. Okay. And that key is simply believing God. You know, I think it's easy to say that we believe God, but sometimes we need to really examine that a little bit more because, you know, that is the number one thing that God wants from us as his followers. He wants to be believed. And everything Jesus did was to lead others to believe in him, to believe in the Father. John 3:16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then in John 14:1 Jesus says, "Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me." See, God doesn't want us to live with our hearts in turmoil. And when we focus on all the things going on in the world around us, it's so easy to get sucked into the turmoil. He wants our hearts to be at peace. In fact, Isaiah 26, 3, it tells us that God will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are fixed, or I think we can say focused on him. And then John 20, verse 31, tells us that by believing, we have life in him. As his followers, we often refer to ourselves as what? Believers. Believers, yes. (laughs) So, of course, we would all be very quick to say, We believe him. We believe in him. We believe his word. We believe his promises. But you know, the reality is, if we're all completely honest, there are occasions when we struggle a bit with our believing. We don't like to admit it, but from time to time it happens. But you know what? It's okay. It's not something new, and you're not the only one that has ever struggled with that. There's countless people in the Bible who struggled with believing. And I want us today to take a look at one of those individuals, Peter. 
we're going to look and talk a little bit about Peter. You know, in Mark chapter 8, Jesus was walking with his disciples and he asked them, he says, who do people say that I am? And they gave a variety of answers. Some say you're Elijah, some say you're prophet. He says, but who do you say I am? And Peter was so quick to respond. He said, you are the Christ. You are the son of God. I mean, Peter believed without any question. He had no doubt who Jesus was. Peter believed with all his heart. But then in Mark 14, a few chapters later, before Jesus was betrayed and crucified, Jesus predicted that Peter would deny him three times. And Peter became very angry. Oh, no way. That will never happen. I would never, ever deny you. That will never happen. However, when Jesus was taken to the high priest and chaos erupted and there's hateful accusations and violence and they condemn Jesus to death. Where was Peter? He was out in the courtyard listening, wanting to know what was going on. And he's hearing all of this going on and fear gripped him. He was derailed by fear. His believing was derailed by fear. And three times someone came and said, hey, aren't you with him? Aren't you with Jesus? Mm, I don't know him. Mm -mm. I don't know him. I'm not with him. Three times he says. You see, fear sabotaged his believing. And fear can sabotage our believing. Fear got Peter's focus off of Jesus and caused his focus to shift onto himself. What's going to happen to me? If they know I'm with him, what are they going to do to me? What's going to happen to me? And that's a lesson we all really need to learn is that fear will always cause our focus to shift onto ourselves. It will cause us to become self-focused and it will cause us to try to take control of the situation so that we can determine the outcome. And so here's Peter. He realizes he's denied Jesus. And after he realizes what he's done and that Jesus had predicted this, he was so sorrowful. And it says that he wept. Imagine the pain and the shame that he would have felt. I mean, I think we can all understand because we've had times that we've blown it, that we've made mistakes, right? Times that we've felt like we've disappointed God and we've beat ourselves up. But we need to know that God does not condemn us. God didn't condemn Peter. In Mark 16, it says, the women went to the tomb the morning after Jesus died to anoint his body. And the angel was there and the angel told them, no, he's risen. And they said, go, go tell the disciples. And they said, the angel said, don't forget Peter. Make sure you tell Peter. Wow. God was still so concerned about Peter. God didn't write Peter off. He was so concerned about Peter. Make sure you tell Peter. But you know what happened? The disciples didn't really believe it. I mean, this was too much for them to believe that, that Jesus had risen from the dead. And so Jesus appears to them. 
and he's a little bit rebuking them for their unbelief, is what the word tells us. But just because he was rebuking them for their unbelief did not change his purposes, his plans for them. In the midst of their unbelief, you know what happened? Right then is when Jesus gave them the Great Commission. Have you ever stopped to think about that? The Great Commission was given to them in the middle of their struggle to believe. Wow. Jesus says, go into all the world, preach the gospel. And then he said, he who believes will be saved and he who doesn't will be condemned. And you know what happened? They believed. (laughs) It was like... They were shaken and they pressed that reset button and they said, whoa, okay, we struggled with believing, but yeah, we're completely on board. You are Jesus. You did rise from the dead and uh, we believe. And then what happens after that? Jesus ascends to heaven. The Holy Spirit is poured out on the day of Pentecost and then Peter shares the gospel and 3,000 people come to believe. And that's just the beginning. It went on and on from there. I think sometimes we need to press that reset button just like they did and refocus our believing. You know, it's okay to ask God to help us with our unbelief when we struggle with believing. Fear can be such a huge distraction to steal our focus by interrupting our believing. Has anybody ever struggled with fear? Yeah, I think if we're honest, we can all say we have because that's what the enemy does. It's his tactic. The Bible tells us that he's a liar. He's the father of lies. That's what he does. That's all he knows how to do. So he's going to lie to us to bring fear. And so we can all say, yes, we have struggled with fear, but we need to recognize where that comes from. Does anyone feel like or notice that it just seems that fear has been unleashed on the earth today in a greater degree than ever before? It's crazy. And none of that is a surprise to God. None of that takes him by surprise. He knows how the enemy works. And I think that's why the Bible tells us approximately 365 times not to fear. You know, God knows that we're going to have opportunity to fear. He knows that we will even have moments of fear. But he continually, daily reminds us, do not fear. Don't get sucked into what the world is saying. Don't get drawn into the darkness and the fear around you. And we need to remind ourselves of the same thing. And ladies, I just believe that it is time for us as women of God, of daughters of God, to rise above the fear, to rise above the darkness that's in the world around us today so that we can shine the light and the love of Jesus to a fuller degree than we ever have before. Yes, darkness and fear may be unleashed to a fuller degree, but I am determined I'm going to shine the light of Jesus to a fuller degree than ever before. We need to remember God has put us on this earth at this time in history for his purposes 
What a privilege that is. He believes in us enough to know that we can make a difference in this day, in this hour. I don't want to sit back not making a difference. I want to do what he's called me to do, to be light in the darkness. And so it's imperative that we recognize what we are believing. Because what we're believing reveals where our focus is. And it'll show us if we need to refocus onto Jesus and what he focused on. See, believing God keeps our focus on him. So, since we've said that we've all experienced times of fear and moments of fear will come, the Bible tells us that, I want to talk about what we do when fear tries to take us off track. How do we push through the fear? And I want to hear from a few of you today. And so, Tracy, I want to start with you. Will you share with us how you pushed through some fear in your life. Yeah, sure. Okay, so when I was 16 years old, I was in a car accident with a a friend of mine. She was 15, and I was driving, and she died in that car accident. And so from that point in my life, um, as I got older and had my children, I just really had a fear on me that that was going to happen to me. And so I have five children, and I thought, wow, I even have more you know, chances of this happening. Um, And I would be afraid to allow my kids to get in the car with others. And so then there was a situation when I had my last um, born child um, that when I was in the hospital after I gave birth to her, I had noticed that she was not breathing. And so I quickly hit the button um, and called for a nurse and they came in and they took her. And it was at that point Um, 19 years ago that I had to make a decision that I was not going to be afraid of losing one of my children Mm -hmm. and so I I just kind of put that aside I let it go and I just had to trust God and fully just put my faith in him that he is the determiner of what happens to my children and I just committed them all to him and had to just choose to trust and and that was it was it was a long time you know, that fear was very real to me. Um, but yeah. So for you, it was really a choice yeah. to trust. Yes. And then how did you follow up that when you oh, made that yeah. choice? I, just, I, I really had to just make the decision to allow them to get in the car. Yeah. Um, I had older children and younger children, and, and I was fearful of letting the, the siblings take, my, take the younger ones. But I did make a conscious choice to allow them to drive in that car to right. just really have my faith secured in yes. him and know that this is okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, so often that's the case. You know, we can be gripped with fear, but it's up to us to make that choice and to say, no, I'm going to trust you, God. And then to follow through with that by taking practical steps of faith each day, putting the kids in the car, letting them go. And because those steps say, God, I'm trusting you. Yeah. Awesome. Michelle, you have a situation. Share with us. Um, So my husband and I had been Christians for many years, and we had heard about uh, tithing and the importance of tithing. Um, But we had made a real mess of our finances, and we were guilty and embarrassed and very afraid 
um, to really learn how to do things God's way. Um, but the bridge offered a financial peace university and we um, took a deep breath and signed up for the class uh, where we learned uh, God's heart and his principles in handling your finances. And um, I think it was the third session that they talk about tithing and um, there's the verse in Malachi where God says test me in this and so my husband and I we went home and we said you know we prayed and said Lord we believe but help our unbelief and so um, we faced our fear and we stepped out in faith and started tithing it did not make any sense on paper for us to give any money to God Um, but thank God that we trusted him and thank God we believed his word because now three years later we are in a position where it didn't really affect us at all for me to lose my job due to COVID in July. So um, thank God for his promises. Thank God for his guidance. And um, that was a huge obstacle for us um, that we pushed through just by believing. Yeah. And I love that one of the things you did to push through that was put yourself in a position where you could learn God's principles in that area of life. And then you took steps of faith to put them to work in your life. Yeah. And it helped you push through that fear and see God do amazing things. Awesome. Yeah. So great. Mia. Yes. Um, So, yeah, somewhere between 11 and 12 years ago, we moved here to Marietta, my husband, and we had one daughter at the time. My husband um, wasn't happy with his job, and financially we weren't in a place where we wanted to be or needed to be because, um, you know, needs needed to be met. And we were fearful because those needs needed to be met. We came here to Bridge Women, or I came here to Bridge Women, and I, I... was rooted I was planted here and we tithed and I prayed often with um, several groups of women here for as long as I can remember and to today my husband has a wonderful job he is constantly getting promotions and we know it's because of the prayer that people have been praying the prayers that people have been praying for him and that we've always remained faithful within our tithing so yeah Awesome. So you pushed through fear by getting around a group of other believers who could stand in faith with you, pray with you, be a support with you, and you saw answers to prayer. Yeah, absolutely. And that's so awesome. And I love that because even as you're watching this video in in your uh, Bridge Women group, just know that as you rally around each other and pray for each other, God is going to answer those prayers. And there's going to be amazing testimonies in your groups too of what what God is doing and and um just so many things are going to come as a great result of your being there and praying together and standing with each other in faith. All right, Mandy, share with us. So about seven years ago, I got very sick and I ended up having to go into the doctors two to three times a week, have my lungs drained. And um, at one point, the doctor just said, get your affairs in order. There's nothing more we can do. And I just remember being in this fog and just being paralyzed by fear. Fear of what's going to happen with my girls. What's going to happen, you know, them being raised without a mom. 
And I had to make a choice. I was very, very weak, so I would spend a lot of my day just in bed. And I got to the point where I had to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I got up and I started declaring and decreeing what God's promises said for my life, that I have given you life and life more abundantly, that you are healed and whole from the top of your head to the soles of the tips of your toes, First Peter 2.24. And I would just go up and down my hallways. And at first it was just a tiny little whisper because I had no energy to scream it. And before you knew it, I was screaming it. And my girls would say, who are you screaming at? The devil. (laughs) And God had just shown up in such a mighty way. And when that fear grips you and paralyzes you is when you have to remember the promises that you have put in your heart, the word that you have read and prayed. And I would turn on praise and worship music and just give God the glory for the finished work. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. So you pushed through by holding on to God's word and worshiping and just clinging to him, believing him and his promises. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. See, fear will come, but it's our job to push through the fear. We don't have to stay in that place of fear. God has given us his word, his promises. Our job is to believe him. And when we believe him, we push through the fear. You know, we need to recognize that fear comes from the enemy. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Fear is not from God. It brings turmoil to our minds. It's not from God. You know, Peter was used mightily when he pushed through the fear and chose to believe. And I just want to say for any of you, anyone watching, if fear has been doing a number on you, stop and recognize it. Acknowledge what's going on and then choose to refocus. Choose not to give in to that fear. But I want to encourage you to choose to focus on the love of God. Because 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So when you really believe God loves you completely, then it's easy to believe he'll provide for you. It's easy to believe he'll protect you and he'll take care of you. No plague shall come near your dwelling. He will help you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. It's easy to believe that God will not let you fall, that he will be right there for you when you believe how much he loves you. So sometimes our problems with fear are really connected to maybe doubting God's love for us. So we need to start meditating on his love for us. Believing what he says about us. Believing God keeps our focus on him. You know, think back 
to what we read earlier when Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, your mind, and strength. In our last session, we talked about that. I love that he added strength there. Did you know it doesn't take any strength to give in to fear? That's easy. Anyone can do that. It takes strength to push through the fear and choose to believe God. And just like Peter did, when we struggle with fear, when we struggle with our believing, we need to remember that does not disqualify us, okay? It's just an indicator that we need to come to God and ask him to help us refocus, to get our focus back on him and his promises. Romans 10, 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing the word. In other words, our believing comes by hearing the word of God. That's why it is so important to meditate on the word. Scripture tells us to meditate on the word day and night. When we keep our focus on the word, it causes us to believe God. And the more we believe God, the more our focus stays on him, even when there's chaos around us. So there's a powerful cycle that happens there. The more we focus on him, the more we believe him. The more we believe him, the more our focus is on him. So we need to be staying in the word because the more we're there, the more we will believe. It keeps our focus on him. Focusing on God is not some big, huge, difficult, unattainable thing. God, think only on God, can't think about anything else. No, it's what we can do in the midst of life. With chaos, distractions, things going on around us. If we simply choose to go to God first and believe God, it keeps our focus on him. I want to pray for you today. Father, God, I just thank you for these women, every person watching. God, right now, I ask that you would help us, that you would speak to us, that you would show us areas where our focus has gotten off track. And Father, help us to keep our focus on you. Help us to grow in our believing. God, help us to stay in your word, to grow in believing your promises, that they're true, not just for others, but for us. Because you love us so much. You want to fulfill your promises in our life. God, help us to have a greater revelation of that than ever before. A revelation of your love that will drive fear out of our lives. And God, I pray that we will be so secure in that, so secure in your love for us, that our focus will stay fixed on you and your love will dictate everything else that we believe. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, I want to give you some discussion questions that you can talk about in your group. First of all, 
do you ever struggle with fear? Talk a little bit about that. And then secondly, if you really believe God loves you, how will that affect your fears? Okay. And then thirdly, what are practical steps you can take to grow in believing God? It's a process we're all continually growing in all the days of our lives, right? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, we hope you have a great week, and we can't wait to see you for our next session.